episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, episode number 14. In this episode, the moms chat about their new fundraising group, how to talk to family members who may be against homeschooling, creating an all-inclusive curriculum, and extracurricular activities for homeschoolers. <laughs> Mom, where's my bath Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. We're going to start our show a little differently today. We got a, a lovely letter from Candace that we'd like to share. Um, and this uh, letter, just so you know, has been edited down a little bit so that we could um, read it as quickly as possible. It starts out, first, I love how helpful and thorough your show notes page is. I found it to be one of the most helpful collections of links anywhere, especially when I find one particular bit interesting and don't want to have to track it down separately. Also, I really enjoy this homeschool-specific discussion on your show, even better, the secular focus. It is helpful, and the been there, done that advice and thoughts are so very valuable. My comment is on the link to the show in the first half chat. As much as I like listening to your show, I think the beginning could be shortened to jump into the content much faster. I have tried fast-forwarding to where I think the content will begin, but it is hard to guess, so I end up fast-forwarding and rewinding, and it doesn't end up being a very good use of time. Anyways, that's a long-winded way of saying that I think the real strength of your show is the homeschool content. As lovely as you both are, and speaking only for myself, I think that the reason folks tune into your show is for your views and experience with homeschool rather than your personal anecdotes. I think the personal chatting is nice and should be there so people feel connected to you, but it could be cut to half as long and the overall show would be strengthened. Even cutting the totally off-topic tangent stuff would help. I'm excited to keep listening and definitely will, but I thought I would share my thoughts for what they're worth. Well, Candace, we really appreciate your letter, and actually, yeah, we agree definitely. with you. Um, <laughs> but we do want to let you know that once school starts, the beginning part will be terribly, just much more interesting, because we'll actually be talking about school things. It just so <laughs> happens that we started our podcast in the summer, and so uh, yeah. we didn't have as much school stuff to talk about. But fret not, because we have decided to start offering you something new. Yes. What we will do is at the beginning of the show, we will tell you a time code which you can then fast-forward your um, whatever you use to listen to podcasts on to that specific time code, and you will have skipped through all of our beginning chat. Yes. It will skip you straight through to content. Right. So hopefully that will be um, a good solution to the, the issue you're having with us talking. And, and like I said, once school starts, what yes. we talk about will be much more interesting and much more homeschool-focused, we promise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, my summers are pretty boring. <laughs> So, right now, I'm going to give you the time code that you need to have to fast forward through. Actually, Tina's going to give you the time code that you need to have to fast forward through our chat for today. So, if you fast forward to 14 minutes, 54 seconds, it'll put you past all of our chit chat. (laughs) So, and now for the chit chat. Tina, how was your week? Well, Taryn lost another tooth, <laughs> which is exciting. <laughs> he looks pretty scraggly right now because he's now got two teeth missing on either side of one tooth in the middle. So he's got like one little dinky tooth in the middle all by itself, <laughs> which probably happened because he has two extra teeth on the bottom. Oh, so yeah. he's losing them in a weird order, apparently. So I'll, I'll post a picture of that. So that was kind of fun. And let's see what else. Oh, this week, a big thing for us was that we discovered Fetch is available online. Are you familiar with the PBS show Fetch? That's Fetch with Ruff Ruffman, right? Yes, with Ruff Ruffman, which is a fabulous show, which a few years back, they switched to 6 a.m. on Saturdays. (laughs) Who the heck watches TV on 6 a.m. at Saturdays? Crazy people. Um, so we've been very sad that we've missed the show, and then I just discovered it online. Every season, it looks like every episode is available. Putting that link in the show notes for you guys that are interested. It's a fabulous show if you've not seen it. It is. It's a really good show, and and actually, I want to go back in and and look at it for some ideas because just like Zoom has really good ideas for activities and stuff, which is another show I haven't found yet online. So if you know of where to find Zoom online, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think PBS has the shows online, but um, uh, it has activities in Fetch that are really cool. So 
Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Um, I also came up with this idea to create a new Facebook group, so I posted that onto our Facebook wall so people can find it for um, a fundraiser co-op, which Becky and I brainstormed on and came up with this great idea, and yes. um, I think it's really, really exciting. So we're going to talk with um, fellow homeschoolers on that group and see what we can come up with for, for um, pooling our resources to raise money to be able to go on field trips, which initially is going to mostly benefit locals to us, either locals in the area or in California. But eventually I'd like to see us branch out to other states and even, dare I say, other countries. <gasps> I would love to take my kids out of the country. Me too. <laughs> Heck, I'd like to go out of the country. I've yet to do that. Oh, yeah, I have. But um, I really, really want to take my kids all kinds of places so yeah so the idea is a lot of us are poor <laughs> in the whole country right now I think um, yes. <laughs> and can't afford to go very many places so um, and doing a fundraiser on your own isn't usually quite as you know one family going out selling things probably not quite as successful as multiple families so the idea is that if we pool our resources and work together and we'll find some way to make it work so get over mm -hmm. there onto that group if you're interested in that and we will um brainstorm over there because we've only just begun thinking yes. of ideas for that so that's exciting um also let's see we just finished another enid blighton book so we just started a new series now we're actually working our way through the frog princess series um mm -hmm. which if nobody's read that yet you need to go check out Edie baker's frog princess series they're hysterical <laughs> <laughs> and um so we're, we're working on the second book of the Frog Princess series right now, which is actually Maven's third time hearing them. I read them aloud to her a couple of years ago, and then she read them all to herself, and now she's listening to us read them. I'm reading them aloud to Taryn for the first time now, so it's really fun. Fun. So that was really fun. And then a big surprise this week, Maven actually all of a sudden decided she wanted to make lunch for us. I'm like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> she's like don't come in mom she closes the doors so she's done that before where she set the table and got things set up but she's never actually made the full meal she actually fried up the chicken and put the rice in the rice cooker because i showed her how to do that at another time and she like did it all herself and even folded origami um paper napkins she made cute. the paper napkins into swans it was so cute i posted a picture on my facebook wall i have to put it in the notes it was so cute so i was like wow i didn't have to do anything for lunch i'm i'm going to uh try to make use of this i think and start putting her on the uh, on the schedule to make lunch from time to time i think yeah i let danielle help out um she knows how to use the toaster oven and stuff so i got yeah. her cooking fish sticks and all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff it's really, it's really amazing to, to get to the point where our kids are old enough to be able to help out to that level. I love yes. it. I'm so excited about it. And lastly, we are really excited to start school again. Um, this is our, this will be our last uh, summer week and we start back August 27th. So I'm actually really excited. I'm not ready fully yet, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> fully ready. So the schoolroom's not fully ready yet, but I'm not super worried. I did a lot of work a few weeks back and um, got a lot done. And I figure I can't get everything completely done since I'm creating it all from scratch, most of it from scratch. So I'm going to make it up as I go along still, but I got a good start going. So I'm pretty happy about it. So that's excellent. Yeah, I'm really excited because I'm tired of these lazy summer days. I really am. I'm ready to get going and back into doing some activity. I think the kids are tired of sitting around doing not much of anything, too. So Mine, too. We're ready to get going. I agree. So, and it'll be a whole new location because our charter school, as we mentioned before, is starting the new satellite here in town. So instead of us having to get up at 6.30 to get ready to drive an hour down to Visalia, we get to wake up an hour later and head over to... Uh, place about 10 minutes from here <laughs> so That's that nice. will be really really nice so becky you have some big news to i share, do have some big news to share i got a phone call earlier this week that um the children got into eleanor roosevelt community Yay! learning center <laughs> now uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast since the beginning i was uh, bemoaning the fact that i did not get in on the initial lottery uh, to the new satellite campus here in Fresno, to the school that Tina goes to, or Tina's children go to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was going to be okay. I was going to soldier on and do it all by myself and wait until they had an opening for us. But it seems that a family dropped out, and Jack and Danielle were the next two on the wait list. 
So we are in. So I've got to go Wednesday night and, and bring all the paperwork and everything. And then um, Monday, the fir- when everyone else is doing their first day of school, I'll be down in Visalia picking out curriculum. Oh, um, yeah. The upside is I only need a little bit because I've got most of what I need, actually. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but now I don't have to worry about the stuff that I don't have. I'm, yeah. You know, like I was like freaking out because the math program needs an abacus and I don't have an abacus and I'm like oh I gotta buy an abacus and now I'll be able to borrow one yay Yay. so and plus I'm excited because the enrichment classes a lot of the kids friends are in there and so that would be nice the kids are like when do classes start when do classes start I'm like they don't start until September but school starts next week so you know it's like they're so upset that the enrichment classes don't start the same day as school does because they're so looking forward to them so much oh I know I'm always sad that they don't have as many classes as I would like. They, they take a lot of breaks, but... I did so, notice that when I was putting it into my calendar. It's like two-month break at Christmas time. It's a little bit much, but they have their reasons for it. Yeah. Well, we had... Um, the old charter school, we had a big, long break, too, so that people didn't have to drive to Kingsburg in the fog. Oh, you know what? That is the reason. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's what they've told me was the reason. The yeah. attendance goes down, of course, around Christmas time anyway, and then the fog. Yeah. Yeah. Here in the Central Valley, we have a lot of problems with Thule fog. And if you've never driven in Thule fog, you won't understand what I'm saying. But we have fog here so thick, you can go in one side of it, and you get lost yeah. and before you can make it out the other side. It's just insane. Right. And so driving anywhere long distance, especially especially between the open fields, the fog is really thick. And so yeah. it makes sense for them to not have the classes during that period of time because it's True. a dangerous drive. If you don't have to make it, why? Why make it? Yeah, you know, I mentioned that to Bobby, and and I said, well, up here in Fresno, we don't have the fog problem. She goes, yes, but I'm having to drive to Fresno. Exactly. <laughs> so we don't want teacher Bobby killing herself on the way, and her daughter, because her daughter will be coming with her. Exactly. So it, it, it's all for the, I understand yes. why they don't do that yes. during the fog season, and that's fine. I wish Fresno State would have done the same thing. It would have made my, you know, commute to school a lot easier when I was sure. in college. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, so there was that. That was the big, huge, exciting, yay news. And then there was some other little news. Um, I had forgotten about this. There is a, a channel on YouTube. Uh, the username for it is History Teachers. And the name of the channel is History for Music Lovers. And my friend Meg posted something about it on Facebook the other day. And it reminded me that I wanted to use this as a resource. Now, the awesome thing about this is they take historical things like the Black Death like Mozart and the Crusades and uh, the Spanish Inquisition, and they put it to modern music. They, they, put, they write lyrics um, that tell the story of what's going on in history, but to, they do it to modern music. So the one that I was talking about um, that my friend had posted was a song about the Black Death, but it was to the tune of Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and it I'm was, not familiar with. But. No, but it's <laughs> hilarious. And the really cool thing is it, it's really historically accurate. I mean, it's not like it's just somebody goofing around. This, is, this stuff is really historically accurate. It's got interesting visuals. I would recommend previewing the videos before they show them to their children because some of them, because of their subject matter, have some disturbing imagery. Yeah. Um, but nothing, like for me, it's nothing that would bother my kids because mm-hmm. um, we've talked about the Black Death before, actually, um, and, and in depth, actually, when we were studying it um, last year. So, like, stuff like that would not bother my children at all, but your um, mileage may vary. So, yes. make sure that you, you see them first and then show them to your children. But the uh, one that I just watched earlier today was The Trojan War, and it was to the tune of Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Oh, how fun! Right? And um, they've got uh, one about Napoleon to Gone Daddy Gone by the Violent Femmes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I highly recommend History for Music Lovers. It's a channel on YouTube. And uh, their username is History Teachers, and I will post a link um, on the show notes to their uh, main site so you can look and see all their videos. And hopefully you guys will find some there that you can use as well in your history curriculum. And if nothing else, the tune really stays with them, because I played the the Black Death song yesterday. I was sitting at the table behind my, like my desktop is in the dining room and then behind it is the the table and i was sitting at the table and jack was sitting at the computer and i was listening to the the black death song and next thing i know i look over and he's bopping his head along going fleas on rats fleas on rats (laughs) (laughs) that's hysterical yeah so i don't know that he actually caught any of the other lyrics but i mean just from one listening he got the whole fleas on rats thing so 
it, you actually pick up some of the information that's in it as well. So I highly recommend Music for or History for Music Lovers on YouTube. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and now we're going to take a brief pause for our sponsor. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVY for free shipping on your next order. And we're back. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Yay! So now we'll see what our listeners had to say for this week. We have a... um, question that came in from Amanda on Facebook and she says I recently decided to homeschool our dear daughter um, instead of sending her to preschool how do I explain our decision to family members who are very pro-traditional schooling my mom works in the school system as a behavior specialist and can be very opinionated and then I asked her um, if her if dad was on board the children's dad was on board and she said kind of he's okay with it for now but worried if homeschool if we homeschool she won't be normal I would like to I would like to because I struggled in school got told I couldn't read then learned how one summer and got in trouble for reading I am now a voracious reader and it's primarily how I assimilate new info so well <laughs> Becky and I were talking about this a little bit yes and my first inclination is I ne- have never felt like I needed to explain it to anybody. So I think that would really be kind of a personal thing. Right. Um, in general, I would say you don't owe anybody an explanation. But if you've got family members who are asking you questions, and especially if you're talking about people who don't have a clue about anything about homeschooling, it's understandable that they'd be asking questions because they right. just don't know. Uh, you know, I've always taken it as if they ask me questions I'll answer them honestly and try to do it in a you know you know your relationship with whoever it is that you're talking to <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a conversation with my mom is going to be different than a conversation with my mother-in-law <laughs> right you kind of have to go by your relationship with that person um but I, I know I've never I never sat down and said hey we're gonna homeschool <laughs> you know, like I don't think I ever made any kind of announcement or explained it to anybody mm-hmm. um I knew that my family was going to be on board because they've always been 100% supportive of everything I do. So I actually, with my family, because I'm a talker, (laughs) I tend to just talk about whatever I'm excited about. So with my own family, I did talk a lot about it just in conversation. It wasn't like me explaining it to them. It was just me excited and, oh, listen to what I just read about. Oh, listen to what I just learned about because I was excited and that's what I do. I share with the people closest to me when I learn something new. So they kind of learned about it through me with even you know whether they liked it or not they heard about homeschooling <laughs> luckily for me everybody in my family my mom my dad my brother um were all 100 percent behind me and never had a problem my mom especially is the one i'm probably closest with and she um really really approves like she thinks it's a great idea and so we've had lots of conversations about it now my in-laws i've never broached the t- subject so i it came up at one point i think i don't even remember how and i remember this was when even was a baby i think and i was saying something about how i was going to homeschool and i don't even remember how the subject came up but it just kind of came up in passing i think and then my mother-in-law made the comment about socialization something about socialization and that's the only time i ever remember her talking about it ever Mm -hmm. so she's not the kind of person that will you know hound you with questions or question what you're doing kind of things she just i don't even remember how i answered it at the time i don't even know if i knew the answer myself at the time because maven was still a baby but right um so for me personally i've never felt like i wanted to explain it to anybody and i've always kind of come at it that way as this is my decision, this is, or this is our decision, Adam and my decision, and we're not putting it up for debate. <laughs> right. So, so how have you handled it, Becky? Uh, very similarly to the way you do. First of all, I am not one that really discusses things with people. Mm-hmm. I just, I make, uh, Dean and I make our decisions about how things work, and that's how they go. Um, also, um, like you, my family was pretty much on board with what I was doing, um, and actually to the point that last year when I was taking the kids to their enrichment classes in Kingsburg, I would check in on, uh, what, Foursquare? 
you know, I would check in when I was at the school. And about the fourth or fifth week of classes, I get this frantic phone call. Did you put your children in school? I was like, <laughs> what are you? It was my mother. She was freaking out. She thought I had enrolled the children in a school in Kingsburg for some ridiculous reason. Because if I'm going to enroll them in a school, I'm going to enroll them in one that's 45 minutes away from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was freaking out because she actually thought I had taken the kids and put them into school as opposed to homeschooling them. How funny. And the reason I don't discuss with people, like, you know, I, I don't feel the need to defend or discuss is because I don't do make any of my other parenting decisions based on committee. Right, right. <laughs> I don't let like, other people tell me how to feed my children or where my children should sleep or what they should wear or anything like that. So why should I let anybody else's de- opinion decide how I school my children? Exactly. That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. But if you are in a situation where you have to you know, um, make peace in the family, something like that, because sometimes it can can cause strife in families. I I find the best way to answer is short, clear, succinct answers, not defending yourself, but pointing out this is how we've made this decision. Yeah. You know, one of the places that um, I read a lot is a a great blog called Weird Unsocialized Homeschoolers. Mm Mm-hmm. And because we like to put that little warning on here, they are a religious um, homeschooling family, but they are fantastic. They're really, the the mother who writes the blog is, um, she's a really good writer and she's really funny. So I highly recommend it. And I, um, she had a, um, a post where I found these are the short, succinct answers that she gives when people ask her, you know, why. And I thought they were fantastic. The first one is the schools were not meeting our children's educational needs. If you had a child who was in school and was right. pulled out, that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we felt this was the best educational choice for our children. Yeah, I like that one. When I say that sort of thing, I tend to um, emphasize the our children to point out the fact they're not the other people's right. children. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one she has is homeschooling is what feels right for our family. Right. And that right there is those questions or those answers should be enough for your average person. Yes. Um, and if they try to press further than that and they want more information um, than what you are wanting to, to give or that you don't feel like you want to defend yourself right at the moment, there is this fantastic tool that works for not only homeschooling, it actually works for breastfeeding, cloth diapering, co-sleeping, slinging, anything, anything that people question why you're doing it. Really? I mean, I, I probably could actually use this when people ask me why I dye my hair purple. It yeah. probably would work. Okay? It's called the bean dip. <clears throat> Ask me a question, Tina. Uh, Becky, why why do you dye your hair purple? You know, it's really, it's just my favorite color. Can I get you some bean dip? <laughs> what you do is you give a short, succinct answer, and you try to move their thoughts to something else. Yeah. Why are... Why are you homeschooling? Because that's the best educational choice for our family. Would you like some bean dip? <laughs> it doesn't have to be bean dip because if at the moment you don't have bean dip, you could offer them anything. Yeah. As long as you're changing the subject. Right. Okay. And so whenever anyone asks you one of those questions and you don't want to answer it, you don't want to have the discussion right then, come up with a nice short little answer basically saying, I will not discuss this with you. Yeah. Uh, this is not open to debate. And can I offer you some bean dip? Would you like some bean dip? Have you seen the bean dip? Anything? Do you have a recipe for bean dip? Any of those things will work. Yeah. And unless they're really just super adamant and super annoying, usually that will work. Yeah. I found um, it was kind of funny because our neighborhood kids, when they come over to play sometimes, a couple of times, the neighbor boys have asked, so why aren't they in school? And so I had to come up with an answer that worked for children. And what I always just told them is that I just knew I could do a better job. <laughs> I just left it at that. I just knew I could do a better job. I'm sure the teacher's kids love or the I know. teacher loves to hear that. But for the kids, because they're not going to question that. You right. know, and they probably all agree that school sucks. You know, so, you know that's kind of how most kids feel. So, absolutely right on that. So I just said I just knew I could do a better job. And, and they didn't really question it after that they kind of I mean you can tell they don't they still don't fully get it but um but it didn't really um it, it worked to just kind of stop the question so <laughs> yeah, I've been really lucky except for the cousins all of the kids we know either are have known us since we first started homeschooling or are are currently or have been homeschooled themselves yeah 
Yeah, we're we're mostly we're mostly around other homeschoolers as well. So yeah, it doesn't come up very often. In fact, and there's a lot of kids that I, that my kids have run into like on the playgrounds and stuff that go, "Oh, lucky!" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, whenever Danielle starts to get really down about homeschooling, because it happens that yeah, you know oh, sure. sometimes kids go, you know, I really, w-, but she doesn't seem to understand that if she goes to school, it's not going to be like it is on Sid the Science Kid, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Well, because all of those shows are designed to make school look like so much fun, and that's the only like like introduction to classroom stuff my kids have they've never yeah. been to a regular classroom so they have no idea what it's like but every once in a while danielle gets like oh you know i kind of want to go to school and i go so you want to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and get <laughs> dressed and have to brush your hair oh i don't know every day <laughs> <laughs> and you know you have to wear clothes and shoes and like just that's enough usually to make them go oh wait never mind <laughs> The fact that they have to wear clothes and shoes every day. Right, right. Is enough to, to put them off the idea of going to school. <laughs> yeah, I asked Maven the other day what she thought of homeschool, and she's like, eh, it's all right, but I prefer it to going to school because I don't want to have to go to school. And I think she said something like, where somebody else is going to like make me do things all day long and I don't have a choice about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very true because I'm very open to, I mean, obviously I still force them to do some things, but they they have a lot more freedom at home. <laughs> As parents, we sometimes have to force our children to do things. Oh, sure. No way around that. Life. <laughs> so, Amanda, I think probably the best thing that you can do for yourself is, first of all, be solid in your own decision. Yeah. You need to know in your heart that what you're doing is right. And once you have that feeling in your heart, it's way easier to talk to other people and be like, and, and, and be f- solid in what you're saying. You know, if you don't know in your heart that this is what you want to do, then it makes it a lot harder. You tend to waver and then people see that as an opportunity to ask more questions and attack. Right. Right. So, and if dad's not on board, that might be an issue as well. Yeah. And I know a lot of times, a lot of dads end up coming on board because as time goes on, because they see it working. Yes. So that might just be a matter of time as well. Although we've said before that if... It sounds like this dad is is okay with it for now, so that's good. Um, Right. But, like, if he was totally against it, like we've said before, you really have to get dad on board. Right. I don't don't know how you can do it without having dad at least okay with it. He doesn't... I mean, my husband was never like, yeah, let's homeschool. He (laughs) never really fully understood it initially, you know. He was like, what's the problem with school? But, you know, when I broke it down and talked to him about what we can do at home and... How, how different it would be, you know, he was like, oh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, see, Dean was always, I mean, I guess he had some initial um, concern that um, the children wouldn't be learning exactly what children are learning in school. Mm-hmm. Now he actually realizes that they don't have to learn exactly what they're learning right. at school, but it's because I built a solid foundation of him seeing them learning what they're supposed to be learning at school, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I showed him how we can learn everything we need to at home without problem. And um, that helped a lot. It, it wasn't the um, the actual curriculum and the actual what we're going to learn part of homeschooling that Dean was interested in. It was the the kids being at home because he's a truck driver, you know, our, and our schedule is so odd. He would never be able to see the kids if they were at public school. Right. And so that was important to us that, that he have time with his children and the only way that was going to work is if they were here yep so i think definitely try to show dad you know how it can be done and how it can work and get him on board because that's definitely going to strengthen your position with anyone else right and you can also get involved with other groups like with group homeschool groups with other homeschoolers so that you guys both of you can see what it looks like in action or you know talk to other people and get your questions answered that will help a lot too Absolutely. Yes. So then our next question came from our friend Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. (laughs) We've answered a lot of Jonathan's questions in the past. So let's see. What is he asking today? He wanted to know if we have any tips on creating a curriculum of your own. And then I said, did you have any particular age in mind? Because I wasn't sure if he was thinking specifically of his child because I thought he had said he had a very young one. Yes. So he said, well, I wasn't talking about a specific age, more like the pros and cons for creating your own curriculum as opposed to buying a ready-made one. And then just some general advice as well, like how do you make a curriculum that will teach your child everything they need to know? 
So let's break that down. The first part, (laughs) (laughs) listen to to episode 11, because I went into some detail as to what I'm doing, because I'm right now working on creating my own curriculum. Crazy. Um, <laughs> I know Becky thinks I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had a really hard time with box curriculum. I've tried some different things and and it's just never there's always too many things that don't work for me in it. So I've just found it's just easier for me to start from scratch. So I do have a um a math curriculum that we use. I've talked about math mammoth many times. Yes. Um which I love. Um but uh as far as the rest of the curriculum I don't have anything that worked in and of itself. So I feel like I'm, I'm needing to add to it. So go back to episode 11 and I talked in detail about how I'm putting that together and I will put the, the link in the show notes. And, and just so that you guys know, if you're ever looking to go back to any old episodes, the, the, the links are really easy to remember. Just do savvy homeschoolmoms.com forward slash whatever the number of the show is. Yep. So savvy homeschoolmoms.com slash 11. We'll get you to episode 11. So, um, and then also I'll put the show notes in the show notes, the um, link to my spreadsheet, which I've been working on um, adding um, all the information as I'm gathering it. So basically what I'm doing in a nutshell is I've picked a framework. I've picked a, what they call in Charlotte Mason education, they call a spine. I've picked one book as my spine to work as like the framework for what I'm going to work off of. I've picked the, the us born, Um, encyclopedia of world history and I'm going to use that as the section that I chose in that book we're going to start with the first two page spread and we're going to pick topics from that to those two pages if you've ever looked at any of these Esporn books like this they've got a bunch of little paragraphs about a bunch of different topics it's Mm -hmm. it's just really busy with lots of pictures and stuff so it's not really something that you usually sit down and read cover to cover it's the kind of thing where you kind of just skim so I'm just pulling Oh, this page has Christopher Columbus and Magellan and da 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 da. You know, it leaves a list of different explorers, and then I go find information on that. And then, if you listen to episode eleven, you'll hear about all the other stuff that I'm folding in. So I use that, and I fold in everything that I need. And honestly, you can do this for free. That's the that's the good. The, we want to talk about pros and cons. The good thing is you can do this. You can make your own curriculum for free with stuff that you find on the internet because there's a ton of people who have done this kind of thing, creating their own outlines, their own curriculum, their own ideas, and blogged about it. Um, you, if you do the research, you can find it online for free, a lot of it, and awesome. at the library. I found almost every book that I've looked for, I've found at one of the libraries that I have access to. And, um, so that's a really, really big pro, I think. And, and you're, you're personalizing it to what you want to do. So you can add and subtract whatever it is that you want to put in there. So I think that's really, really awesome. That's why I'm doing it because I have something in mind and I want to make it the way I want to make it. The bad part, the con (laughs) is it's a lot of work. (laughs) So I think I mentioned in that episode 11 uh, that, uh, it's starting to make me realize why people buy box curriculum (laughs) because it is a lot of work. (laughs) It's, I've already spent hours and hours working on it and, um, and I has probably still have many hours left to really have everything ready for the school. In fact, I finally realized I'm not going to be able to get it all ready ahead of time. I'm going to have to do it piece by piece. And so I, I, as long as I get enough to do the first month or so, and then I'll just keep working at it as I go and keep adding. So I'm hoping to stay a little ahead of the game. Right. As long <laughs> as you stay a little bit ahead, right. you should be fine. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is rather than stress over trying to get it all done at once, I'm just going to, you know, I got my, bi- I've got my framework. The biggest thing is that I've got my framework. I know, I know basically an outline of what we're going to learn. Right. And then I know what I'm going to fold into that. And then, you know, any topic you can find, you can Google it and you can find subject matter. Math, I can find math. I'm sure I can find music and song. I mean, you can find all kinds of curriculum out or lesson plans or ideas on the Internet and just fold all that stuff in. Activities, there's tons of stuff. You know, if I go searching for a specific, you know, Christopher Columbus, I'm going to come up with tons of activities, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of finding the ones you want to use. You know what I was thinking, too, is if you don't have the entire year planned out, that if the kids get stuck on something or they get really super interested in something you could add more of that more easily i would yeah oh absolutely yeah you can stay on it and that's one of the things that i have in mind too is that there may be some some weeks when the subject just really isn't isn't calling to them you know Mm -hmm. and we can move quickly through it and other weeks when you know we come to a subject that they're really enjoying and we're finding some really cool books or videos about it or whatever and we may stay on it for an uh, extra couple of weeks so i really like that i can just kind of you know, make it up as we go along and 
as long as I'm staying ahead of the game and knowing where we're going with this, and, right? And and then keeping a list of resources because I'm going to have to stay ahead of ahead of the game in in ordering from from the library website and such, so I have the books when I need them. So I'm not going, oh well, we can't study that today because I don't have it. I didn't it didn't come in yet, so I got to stay ahead of the game in that. So it is a lot of work. But yeah. I'm going to be able to do exactly what it is I want. And I'm going to be able to find out what works and what doesn't work. Because I'm still figuring this out. I tell you, I have a sixth grader and we've been, this year she's a sixth grader and we've been doing this all along. And I'm still figuring it out. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's not something. And and it'll probably just continue to change regardless of whether I figure it out. It won't be the same next year, (laughs) you know. So. Yeah, even for us, it's never the same from year to year. And let me just say, I think you guys are crazy for building your own curriculum. But <laughs> we go for it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm perfectly happy piecing together stuff that someone else has already done. Yeah. But yeah, and if I could find a curriculum that did what I wanted it to do, then I would be happy using it. But yeah, I just haven't found what I want. So. Mm-hmm. It's easier, I think, if you don't have a, a, a real strong opinion on what you want to do. <laughs> I do I have do. a strong opinion on what I want to do. I just don't have a strong opinion on educational philosophies and those kinds right, of things. Right. I, yeah. I, I Basically, like I said in the whatever episode that was, I, I'm all about the doing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like the specifics. Like, I, I know I know exactly, like, I really want to have music and and science and all that stuff folded in. I like I have that specific thing in mind and I'm not finding it anywhere. So, yeah, it's hard. So, yeah, so and 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 Jonathan stay tuned because if you visit the the webpage or the spreadsheet and then if you go to my website um homeschoolrealm.com, I'm going to continue blogging about it as I'm as I'm going on the journey and I believe that your child is not homeschooling yet if I remember correctly you have a very little one so you can watch me go through this and maybe learn something <laughs> figure out what I do wrong and you don't have to do it <laughs> so yeah as we go on I'm going to I'm going to continue to be changing and and I'm 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 putting it all up on the web so people can use it as well so I figure, you know, I wish somebody else had done this so I could just use theirs. I guarantee other people have done what I'm doing. Just I can't find it. <laughs> right. So or what they did wasn't exactly what you're looking for. Right. So when, you know, when you search, you're like, ah, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, I'm pretty good at making the box curriculum do what I want it to. Yeah. See, I, don't know. I, I, I end up feeling like, I don't know if this is like that little tiny OCD in this in me, but I, I feel like if I'm tweaking it to the point where it doesn't look anything like the original curriculum like what's the point of using it <laughs> that's like uh, I feel it bugs me like they like I'm not using all of this stuff so I shouldn't use it at all kind of thing I don't know so I just end up pulling individual curriculum I don't mm-hmm. like the I don't like the f- multi-subject curriculum because it that doesn't work for me. But individual curriculum, I've that's what pretty much what I've done in the past is I've always just used sp- you know a separate math and a separate um, uh, reading program and a separate um, writing program, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that works pretty well for me. But I still hadn't found like all of the um, the humanities. I had not found anything that encompasses everything that I wanted. So I'm re- making it myself. There you go. <laughs> so hopefully some of you guys can benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> and for the second part of your question, the need to know question, um, I think that that's a very subjective thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's not any specific guidelines out there of what all children need to know. I mean, obviously they all need to learn how to read and they all need right. to know how to do basic math. But as far as the rest of the specifics, there's very little that is um, universal for all kids. Um, and, and even like in the time, in certain time frames, even, you know, like they have to learn this in this grade and whatever. So th- that's just like, it's just not possible for them to be, for you to be able to create a curriculum where they get to learn everything that they need to know. Cause you can't possibly know everything that they need to know. Exactly. <laughs> what your job is, is to instill this love of learning in them. And once you've taught them how to read and, or help them to learn how to read, cause some kids teach themselves, um, then they can go out there and find all the information that they need. So what they need to know is going to change from child to child and, they can find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't need to supply them with everything. And you can't. It's not possible. You can't possibly teach everything. Right. Even public school kids walk out yeah. not knowing everything they need to do. Right. As I commented earlier, I, I know this is sort of a silly example, but it's the truth. I made it all the way through high school and college without knowing how to bake a potato. And honestly, <laughs> knowing how to bake a potato is one of those things that people need to know. Yeah. And I know it's a silly example, but it, it 
kind of speaks to the fact that, you know, nowhere are you going to get everything you need to know all, you know, all rolled into one thing. It's just not going to happen. Sure. Well, and I, I kind of, I, this is one thing that I really agree with unschoolers on is that when they need to know it, they'll learn it. Yes. And, and when they learn it, because they're driven to find out how to do whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they're going to learn it better and more thoroughly and it's going to stick. So now, while I don't agree with waiting until that happens for everything because I'm obviously not an unschooler anymore. I used to be kind of an unschooler, but um, I'm okay with putting stuff in their path now or more than an unschooler would. (laughs) (laughs) Structuring things. I'm trying to figure out how to word this in a way that works because I'm not anti-unschooling at all. This didn't really work for our family. Um, But I uh, I mean, I'm going to do the best I can to teach them what I think that they need to know, but I might be wrong about some of it. Mm -hmm. There might be some stuff that, you know, they're not really going to need, but I think they do, so I'm going to teach it to them, but, you know. And then there's going to be some stuff that I didn't get to, and so when they need it, they'll learn it. Exactly. And the internet (laughs) makes it possible for you to learn everything, so if you didn't learn it when you maybe should have or could have, you will eventually. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You just have to go research it, so... I think it's one of those things that you can, you know, you don't have to get caught up on everything they need to know. The most no. important things to teach them, reading, basic math. Right. And once they have those two things, they, then they, know, they can learn anything else they need to because right. those are the two things that are needed to learn everything else. Right, exactly. And everything else, yeah, it just kind of, it kind of falls into place. And a lot of kids are just drawn to stuff. And my kids are so drawn to anything about animals. So we got science going on all the time around here because of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So don't worry so much about what she, I think it was his daughter. I think he said a daughter. I think so. Positive though. But um, don't worry so much about what she needs to know. You'll you'll get it. Yes. Do what you can and just go with the flow. (laughs) Yes. You'll learn things, and every year things will change, and you'll say, oh, oh now we're going to go in this direction. <laughs> yep. You know, and next year maybe you'll go in a different direction. So, yeah. And it's all good. <laughs> as long as they love learning, it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to learn what they need to know as they go along. Yeah. Yep. And it's very individual. Yes. So let's see what's next. Our topic for the day. Our topic of the week is um, extracurricular activities. Yes. And I, I made a little side note. Um, these can be viewed as opportunities for socialization. Yes. Absolutely. I use the S word, the but S in this word. particular instance, <laughs> I think it, it applies. Yes, I think so too. So we started a list of um, extracurricular activities that we've, we've either used ourselves or that we know of other homeschoolers that have used. And so um, the first in, uh, on the list, of course, is classes. Yeah. Um, if you are like us and you're super lucky to be in a charter school, hopefully they offer classes. But if they don't, um, you can look into um, local places that may have them. Um, art classes, gymnastics classes, um, music lessons, um, community theater. We are so lucky here. Um, we have the... Um, CMT? CMT, yes, thank you. Musical, what's it Children's, Children's Musical, musical Theater. Yes, yeah. we're so lucky. We have the uh, CMT, the Children's Musical Theater here, which um, does all sorts of great um, performances with children. And also, um, I don't know if you know this, um, the Shakespeare in the Park, mm-hmm. um, one of Danielle's little friends, Solon, is in uh, Henry V right now. I saw those pictures on Facebook. How funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. So um, community theater um, is a good place to look because oftentimes they need children for their productions. Mm-hmm. Um, science classes. We're lucky that we have a local um, science museum that offers science classes. Well, we have one local, and then we also have one that's way up in the hills yeah. that we can go to that offers classes. Um, cooking classes as well. Um, we have a little place here that offers that specializes in offering cooking classes for children. But also, right. you guys use like a more cooperative kind of... Yes, we had a local homeschool mom. Her kids were grown. And she offered cooking classes in her home. So she was able to make some extra cash. And we were able to go and take some really fabulous... There was probably about 10 kids in the class. And we went every week to her house and cooked it. And the kids learned how to cook in her kitchen, at her kitchen table. That's fantastic. very cool. And you may be able to find people in your area that be willing to offer things like that. Because, you know, there's always people looking for ways to make money. And, you know, somebody who has a passion, they might want to do a class out of their home or maybe at a local 
someplace like a church or a museum or something, you know, set up classes, you know, the possibilities mm-hmm. are completely endless. <laughs> I mean, really. And we did, um, we did art classes. My kids got, did art classes when they were, um, actually no, just Maven. That's right. Um, did art classes at a local art program that was fabulous. The only thing is a lot of problems that people find with these classes is that they all cost money usually. So yes. if you can find something that's done as a co-op or for free or for very low amount of money, that's always, of course, ideal. <laughs> we haven't been able to do as much as we'd like because of the money factor, but, uh, right. but you got to get creative. There's a lot of times you can do trades for things. I've, I've done that a lot with like the websites that I have. I'll trade advertising. My kids have gotten art classes and yoga and gymnastics and cooking and for av- trading, trading for advertising on my website or for me doing something for the, for the person. Um, so, you know, another good place to look, um, uh, for, um, to find inexpensive classes is like, um, living social and Groupon and things like that. Sometimes they offer, you can get like a month long pass to go to classes or, you know, get an introductory class for a really good price. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course there's sports. Yes. I've never done sports with my kids. You have. I have, yes. Sure. Danielle was on um, a t-ball team, which was hilariously funny, um, and <laughs> um, a soccer team, which also was hilarious. Because <laughs> all of the kids are, you know, like four and five and, well, I guess they were five and six. And so, um, especially for the soccer class, it was like amoeba ball, you know, the, the soccer <laughs> ball goes and the whole group of kids all charge after it. <laughs> But it was a good opportunity for her to get out to do some competition, which is something we don't have a lot of in our lives, really. Yeah. Um, and um, there wasn't really a win or lose, but there was the whole concept of teamwork and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it was just through the local park and recreation district. And um, it was... expensive then, right? Yeah, I think it was like $35 for the whole series. And that came with, and that was with a shirt. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, and Ellen, she got a trophy, too, at the end. Mm-hmm. All the kids got a little trophy for um, for participation. And that's really good. Those kind of classes are really good if you have a kid that's really anti-competition. Um, yeah. Because Danielle's not really into the whole, you know, like, yeah. sports competition thing. And so um, it gives them a little flavor of it without it being, like, the end-all, be-all, like some sports teams can be. Right. Also, sometimes homeschoolers can use um, local schools. Um, their sports programs. Yeah, I've heard about that where some people have been able to plug into some of the sports programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never looked into it. But. Me neither, but I haven't had a reason to. So. No, also, <laughs> karate classes, yoga classes, um, and we're lucky here in Fresno, we have archery and fencing. Yeah, yeah, we do. Where, where is the archery? I don't think I've ever heard of the archery. Uh, the archery is uh, right off of Clovis Avenue, just north of Shaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, Im- impact could... archery. I think is the name. Oh, cool! I don't think I knew of that. That sounds really cool. That sounds like something both of my kids would probably like. Yeah, exactly. So those are some some other kinds of sport related things that you can look into. Mm-hmm. Um, another great um, way to get kids out and interacting with other kids is scouting, um, and just you know the main scout organizations: Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Spiral Scouts. American Heritage Girls, and I put 4-H under scouting because I think it's sort of the it's same. Kind of like that, yeah. It's a similar idea. Now, I'm fairly certain there are more than that, but... Yeah. I don't know what's existing. It also just depends on what you have locally, too. Right. So, um, scouting is a great way to get kids out and get them involved. Um, a lot of it, times they have they have programs that are specific groups for homeschoolers, too. That's true, yes. Um, you can often find a circle or a troop that is um, focused on homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, in, or it's not a necessarily a bad thing if they're in a circle or a troop with public schoolers. No. It, you know, it's just an opportunity to get to know other kids. So, um, scouting, I definitely recommend it as a great way to get out and meet people. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you can find programs through local museums or planetariums, like um, Fresno Art Museum just had their family day. They have one coming up on September 1st, the family day. Oh, maybe maybe I've got the wrong date then. Yeah, I was going to say, because we were talking about going to it, and it's free, so... Yes. And if anybody's local, um, I believe it is coming up on September 1st that they're having the family day at the Fresno Art Museum. Yeah. So that is a really cool thing to check out because I've heard that they're actually going to be doing all kinds of really cool stuff there. And the Fresno Art Museum, they were offering art classes um, there as well for children, weren't they? 
they uh, I don't know if oh yeah they did they did I don't know if they're still doing it or not they might be yeah that's right they did have um, art classes and they also have field trips I know that we did a field trip there once where we went and they did a tour of the museum and then they ended with um, they did some hot glue art where they had junk the mm-hmm. junk sculptures you know where they hot glued them together and they had a parent at each table to do the hot gluing and that's really awesome cool. yeah it was really cool things like that are another good way to get out into the community um, volunteering um, lots of places um, will have volunteer opportunities even for very young children as long as they are supervised by an adult uh-huh. um, one of the places you mentioned was like the local animal shelter yeah I used to know a family that would go I don't even remember where it was it was somewhere out in the foothills I think it was a no-kill shelter I'm pretty sure and they would go out and they would do like cleaning cages and playing with the puppies and stuff and mm-hmm. you know because they need I know that the um, cat house on the Kings near here um, is always in need of volunteers to come in and play with the cats and the kittens so that that keeps them social Mm -hmm. because that way they're more adoptable if they haven't been if they're not used to being handled it's harder to adopt them out so they Mm -hmm. really like having people i mean that's just like so (laughs) appealing to children to go play with kittens you know exactly exactly. we have never gotten around to doing it but i've always meant to i had asked them when we were out there the one time whether or not they needed volunteers for that and they said yes absolutely so that's a that's a really a good idea to do as well. So contacting a local um, museum or planetarium or anything like that, you might be able to find um, opportunities to get out and to find some stuff to do in the community. Yeah, you, you never know what's out there till you get out there and, and search for it. There's there's probably a lot more opportunities that we, had just ha- we haven't mentioned because maybe we just don't have it here, but you might have it. <laughs> exactly. So if there's anything out there that you guys are doing extracurricular-wise with your children that we didn't mention, please feel free to share those with us. Um, We'd love to hear about what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Always fun. Yeah, and and we've actually gotten some comments in the past about different things that have given us ideas. So keep the comments coming. Go ahead and head over to the show notes. And like I said before, you just go to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash, and this is episode 14, so it would be forward slash 14, and leave a comment. Um... Uh, uh, specifically about some of the stuff that we talked about in the show and you may even give us some cool ideas as well exactly (laughs) we love to hear your feedback so i guess that's pretty much it for today did we cover everything i think we did (laughs) i think we did so if you like our show please leave us a review on itunes and tell your friends all about us you can follow us on twitter at savvy homeschool on facebook at facebook.com forward slash savvy homeschool moms on pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash savvy homeschool and on instagram we are savvy homeschool moms yep and to leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at savvy for links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows you can visit us on the web at savvy and you can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com. And I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com. And the links for those are on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a fun week. And come back and take a break with us again next week. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>rather than your personal antidotes. Anecdotes. Anecdotes. Did I say it wrong? (laughs) You said antidotes. (laughs) Rather than your personal antidotes. Anecdotes. Anecdotes. (laughs) (laughs) What's an antidote? (laughs) No idea. I'm making up new words. Oh my god.